Welcome to the Voices of Young People podcast, brought to you by Springtide Research Institute. In each episode, we hear directly from young people as they respond to our research and share about the issues impacting their lives. As sociologists and researchers, we see a new story unfolding for young people, one that moves beyond traditional institutional boundaries and requires careful attention to the inner and outer lives of emerging generations. At the intersection of being and becoming, it's the Voices of Young People. Hi, my name is Nabil Tueme, and I'm a sociologist and associate researcher at Springtide. I'm your special guest host for the season, season six of the Voices of Young People podcast. And I'm so honored to be hosting the season because we are specifically listening to stories from Latinx young people as they share their own religious perspectives. This special series is offered alongside the State of Religion in Young People 2021, Navigating Uncertainty, and offers a sneak peek into the research that we at Springtide have been doing alongside Latinx youth and young adults. A note about our terminology in this podcast. Throughout the season, you'll hear us use the terms Latino, Latinx, and Latine interchangeably. These are all terms that have been used to describe people of Latin American descent, though some of the terms are contested. Here at Springtide, we're committed to using the terms that reflect young people's values and the ones that they themselves prefer. I am so excited for today's episode because we are talking to Brian, who is 22 years old and in his first year of graduate school. Brian is such a thoughtful storyteller and in this episode, he really reflects on the role his family has played in his faith life, and also the role that his family's migration from Peru to the United States has played in his faith life. As you'll hear in this episode, Brian goes to church pretty regularly, and he discusses how going to mass not only deepens his personal faith, but it also allows him to feel close to his family while he's away at school. So take it away, Brian. Hi, my name is Brian and I use he, his pronouns. I'm 22 and I was born in Peru and came to the United States at age of seven. I'm a first-gen graduate student and in my free time, I like to go to the gym, play sports or play video games. I connect with uh, my religion that I connect with since, uh, since the beginning. It has always been Catholic. My family has always been Catholic, and um, I would say I am still uh, connected to that religion uh, through my family, and I guess we'll dive in d deeper into it as the conversation goes on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there are a lot of people who can relate to that, myself included. Um, so, Brian, for some people, they're religious or spiritual system is really deeply connected also to their Latino identity. Um, and so I'm wondering about what it's like for you, if, if that's true or not for you. Um, yeah. So I think to some descent that is true for me. Um, I grew up in uh, Peru. I'm originally, I was born in Peru and I came to the United States at age of seven. Um, so just from what I can remember from when I was very little, I was always around uh, a family that was Catholic. And uh, I was introduced to the religion through my parents going to church. And I think very when you're very little, you don't truly understand the 
uh, whole magnitude of it, of religion. What is religion? You know, uh, I think my parents kind of uh, didn't raise me fully expecting that from the beginning, but raised me in a way that I was able to attach myself to that religion. And uh, as I was growing up, um, I connected more with that religion through taking uh, the Holy Eucharist and First Communion, uh, Confirmation, and all those uh, type of things. Um, I think that as far as like me being Hispanic or Latino, definitely had an impact on that because I think uh, the culture in general does tend to uh, lean towards uh, Christianity or Catholic. Um, and I, I think that's all that I was uh, exposed to. So in that regard, I think that it did have some impact, but uh, yeah, it was mostly because of my family, uh, what I was exposed to through my family and family in Peru through very little, at a very little age. Because we did, we were the first ones to ever come to the United States from our entire family. And uh, we, I did have like an aunt here at that point in time. Now I, I do have a couple more aunts that have come over, but uh, as far as family here in the United States, it's really been just my mom, my dad, and then my brothers and I. And as far, uh, that, that has really been like, I guess my foundation and my stronghold in terms of that uh, connection that you mentioned. Um, and I, I would say that I, I do still have it today because of them. Yeah. Okay, and, great. So do you, like, do you go to church now that you're in college and you're away yeah. from family? Yeah, you do. Yeah, I try to go. Uh, I don't go every week, um, but I do go, uh, I would say mostly, mostly every week, like maybe bi-weekly if I'm being accurate. But uh, yeah, I do try to go and maintain that even though I'm alone here. Uh, previously it was just my family. I would go with my family and, uh, you know, going without them seems kind of odd at first, but I think, yeah, once you make that, uh, that trip on your own, then, you know, you begin to actually connect in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of way is that? Could you say more about that? I think one thing, um, like a clear memory I have like real vivid memory is just that uh, I, I was, I think in high school or somewhere, I think maybe ending middle school, entering high school. Mm. And um, I, I remember like just going to sleep and this has happened numerous times, which is probably what I remember so well, but going to sleep and then uh, my parents, you know, uh, my dad worked as a newspaper carrier and uh, because of like coming in as immigrants, you know, it's it's difficult to find a job. And so he has to work a job where he works during the night. And so he doesn't get much sleep in the night uh, and he sleeps during the day usually. And sometimes, you know, he doesn't really get that much sleep. Um, but, you know, I, I remember, I vividly remember like just going to sleep as a normal kid and seeing my dad just leave the room at like 1 a.m. And going to work and you know and my, my mom just helping out uh, my little brothers get ready for bed because they were going to school the next day and you know memories like that I think like 
really impacted me because I, I began to get a sense of respect for what they're doing. I, I truly began to understand at that point that, wow, this isn't something like, you know, they could choose to not do this. They chose it, but like, I think in their minds, their goals, they, they were, they always had it. Their goals were that we want a better life for our kids. And, you know, they told us this numerous times, but they never really complained. Like the, that was what was, I think, the, the point where I began to understand, like I began to get a sense of respect. They never complained. They, they had to go through a lot of these things that were not always ideal. And they just faced every adversity with, with calmness, with, okay, we're gonna get over this. Um, and I began to truly admire that and get a sense of respect for them. I think uh, having met some other people in my position, like that are also uh, first generation students and, uh, you know, children of immigrants and uh, even like in my current position as a DACA student, like you, you see a lot of these experiences repeating. Um, and I don't know what it is, but uh, I do know that like one of my strongest values that I uphold is, is I have learned because of my family, because of my parents. Um, and I think that's really rooted me um, in just the person that I am as a whole and the way I choose to, uh, to look at religion. Um, my, my parents, uh, I think every night, um, I remember like every night, mostly every night, that my mom um, would come over to all of us, so it would tell me, me and my brothers, I have three brothers, and we would tell all of us, uh, okay, we're just going to uh, pray. Like every night we would pray at the end of the night together. And uh, we would do that. And, you know, I can easily remember that. And that's just uh, like my parents just instilling that in us. Um, and, I can see like now my little brothers, you know, they're, I think they were at the, sa they're at the same spot that I was, you know, we're just doing this, but uh, we don't really know what it means yet. They haven't gone through first communion. They haven't done their confirmation. We don't know what it means yet, but they still do it. And uh, in a way that kind of joins us as a family, um, but it's also building our religious aspect as well. Just a quick break to thank the donors who make this podcast possible. Springtide Research Institute is supported by donors who believe in the critical research and insight generating work we do on behalf of young people. You too can help sustain the work of Springtide so that resources like this podcast series can be made alongside our research reports. Your one-time and ongoing gifts allow us to continue our mission to equip those who care about young people to care better. Visit springtideresearch.org today, where you can make your own tax-deductible donation with a variety of giving options. Now, back to the episode. Can you tell me about a time uh, that you felt an abundance of faith or that you felt really kind of deeply connected to your faith? Um. I'd say one, one important thing uh, for, for myself and obviously for my parents was that 
when when we came to the United States, uh, they they didn't they were fully adults and we were kids, but they didn't fully understand when they'll be back. And I, I'm sure that's true about many immigrants' families. Like they knew that they wanted to go somewhere else, somewhere better uh, than the current situation they were in, but uh, they they didn't have a set like you know return time and. Um, one of the things that has impacted me the most, and obviously my parents, was the inability to see their parents again or their family again. And uh, I, I'm just thankful that my mom and dad got to see uh, their parents. My mom got to see her, her mother, but not her father before uh, he passed away. Um, and my dad got to see my uh his dad and, and mother and uh, my grandma, which is currently currently living uh, here in the United States today through the help of my aunt, um, which I am eternally thankful for because that that is you know one of the aspects where it's kind of unfair that they cannot get to see their parents at all. So then I was really thankful uh, when my grandma when all those uh, times that they were able to come over. Uh, I think for my parents, like it, it was just joy. And even though some of those times they were just visiting and came back again, but now my grandmother has came to the United States and my dad has been able to see her uh, a lot of the time. Like I, I am just, I, I feel my faith grows within that moment because it was a moment that I was, uh, I was hoping for, for a long time for my parents. And uh, you know, I, 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 I have like personally prayed for that. And then my parents have prayed for that. And I think, uh, you know, not all prayers are answered, but, um, in terms of my faith that really, uh, yeah, I would say like that really enhanced the way I see it, uh, it, at that, at that point in time, like that's just an abundance of faith, I guess, the way that you describe it. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. It teared up a little bit because like I always wanted my abuela to be here, but it's yeah. just so it's so hard. So I'm really happy that that came true for you and for your family. I know how special it is. So I'm happy for you. And I really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. Can you tell me about a time that um, you felt that your faith well? was empty or shallow? I would say that due to like my immigration status and um, different problems have arised at different points of times. And it, it, I, I, it doesn't seem fair at that point. And um, the part where the I guess the well kind of empties out. Um, yeah, it seems like why uh, why does this happen? Uh, but I'm sure that's like uh, normal for everyone uh, that everybody faces their own difficulties. Uh, but yeah, like things that are not really uh, ideal for us or create an extra challenge for us or my parents like. Um, I would say like they maybe start out as 
an impulse of like anger and um, sadness. And maybe the dual sinks a little, but uh, eventually it turns into a moment of realization of like uh, problem solving. Uh, and I think, um, yeah, like I don't think there has been a point where the well, the well is completely empty for me. Um, at least not in my memory that I can recall. Uh, I think I've always had that uh, fallback mechanism where I'm able to pick myself back up. Um, and that has to do with like my religion. Um, you know, we're, we're all in this world, but I think that there's something else for us as well. And that has to do also because of my family, uh, because of the values that they've instilled on me. So, yeah, I, I don't know if there's been a point where that well has, that well has clearly emptied out, but I definitely have it where it has been set back or lowered. Mm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, what practices help you feel rooted, um, or help you feel more like yourself or help you cope with some of these hardships? And would you consider, um, any of these religious or spiritual practices? Well, one of the practices is, is I like to go to church, um, I think one of the aspects that going to church gives me is that um, whenever I go into church, no matter which church, um, that um, it gives me a sort of familiar feeling off, like off the bat, just immediately. And it's because like, I've been here before, you know, a bunch of times. And this was probably like, as a kid instilled in me, like I was in this environment before I might've not known what it was truly before, but I was here. And I think whenever I enter a church right now, you know, I get that same familiar feeling. I feel like I'm with my, my family. I feel like I'm with, uh, you know, back in Peru, we used to go, not just my immediate family, but all my family. So I think uh, that's one of the things that uh, I like to fall back on uh, church. It gives me a sort of familiar feeling and it gives me a place to think about uh, when things go hard. Um, and yeah, in, ter in terms of religious aspects, I think I think a lot of things take place in church. You know, you have confession, you have Holy Eucharist, um, and each of those things kind of like uh, makes me a little more attached to the, to the, my religious world. And it takes little significance of the problems that are going on in real life. Uh, yeah, I think that's important. Awesome. Well, Brian, when you think about this topic, just in general, you know, we, and this is a big one, right? Just your faith life, how you make meaning, how it helps you navigate um, your world. Is there anything else you want to share um, with me today? I just, uh, I think that it's important that you connect with something 
uh, at least in my personal perspective, it's uh, it's not everybody that gets to have a family that uh, instills something like I have um, through my parents. They've instilled me through very little, but I think um, something out there we require a significance and you know i i i don't think that believing in nothing is good um especially not good um because they're i don't know my perspective is just that it seems kind of like a black hole um what are you really doing here and um I suggest like to look out for things like be be open to learning about and be open to changing your perspective. Um, yeah, take in all these different perspectives and I think everyone should just make their own decision. Well, what a wonderful way to end this episode. Brian, thank you so much for your insights today and for talking with me. And um, I really appreciate you. And it was wonderful chatting with you about your faith life and your experiences. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was really great. Visit springtideresearch.org to hear more voices of young people and to download our latest report, The State of Religion and Young People 2021, Navigating Uncertainty. Thanks to a very generous donation, the digital version of this report is free to download. Springtide Research Institute is supported by donors who believe in the critical research and insight-generating work we do on behalf of young people. Make your own tax-deductible donation with a variety of giving options on our website today. Today's show was produced by Nabil Tweme, Marta Abuaji, and TJ Birnbaum, with original music by high school student Christian Unthank. Special thanks to the five guests featured in Season 6, Latinx Voices with the State of Religion and Young People 2021, and to all the young people whose perspectives and insights make our research possible. Follow us on social media at We Are Springtide and interact with a variety of resources connected to the 2021 report with the hashtag Religion and Young People 2021. Thanks for listening.